Hi, everybody. Welcome to Conversations with Calvin, We the Species. And I, I would take me about a half hour just to, to intro this particular interview. So I'm going to give it a title because uh, I am so excited about this. Uh, it's hard to even explain. It means so much to me. But this is an in-depth conversation with Eric Legrand and Tim Wright. And, and just before we jump into this, we, we have to talk about the celestial. And Tim and I, we, we smile and we laugh about this. How I even met Tim in, in the first place. Of course, Tim is Eric and Tim, you know, Rutgers football legends. Uh, but um, it was some years ago, Tim had just set up a, a foundation for kids to teach them about athletics and academics. And it was called Friday Night Lights, and it was an all-day event and I had relatively begun my journalistic career uh, and uh, I had gotten contacted by uh, a woman I didn't know her name was Tanya Payton and she at that time was the PR person for Jay-Z that uh, for sure was out of my realm uh, and and this is what Tim and I tried to think about all the time how did Tanya Payton and Jay-Z uh, not Jay-Z, but how did Tanya Payton get a hold of me and know about me? Right. Because, you know, I'm not, I mean, I'm working then and now for njdiscover.com. So we marvel at that. I marvel uh, at, at meeting Tim, of course, at meeting Eric. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm, it, was just, it, it was just one of these universal things that was meant to be. So without further ado, we've got Eric Legrand, we've got Tim Wright, and, and I've got so many questions in my head because we're all brothers and rectors. So I, I guess um, people need to know that you you guys were roommates back in the early days. So um, when did you when did you both meet? Um, Tim, Eric? Yeah, well, I'll say Tim, back it was first on our official visit That's to right. Rutgers back in 2000. Seven to do heading into 2008, and I remember being on our official visit, and the rumors were if Coach Shannon was about to leave to go to Michigan, right? Job, and we were on our official visit, and I remember going out that night with even with our host and everything. We had a great time and everything. Thank God we came back to good news that next morning that Coach Shannon was staying and everything. So, geez, that was December 2007 or January 2008. So, right, we got right, some yeah. we got some time under our our belt now. Yeah, we do. We do. And then that actually led right into us committing in February. And then we played in the uh, New York versus New Jersey Governor's Bowl right at Rutgers and we won. And I remember during them practices, I never seen the, such a large individual run so fast. Like <laughs> Eric was running down on kickoff and he was playing live back and, and, and rushing on the edge. And, and it was like, bruh. Who is this dude? <laughs> I, I remember that game. So we were just out there just trying to prove our point and make sure yeah. that we're showing off our skills and going out there beating New York. Exactly. Right. Yeah. When when you you guys said you were roommates, um, you were roommates freshman year uh, at Rutgers. How was that? You two guys roommates. Yeah. You know what? E, I think I think the summer set it off because Cal like. We all came in together as freshmen. I think it was right after we graduated high school in June. So we had June, July, and, and training camp to, to you know, be around each other. And 
that's when we grew so close, our personalities, our humor, and us always just being so charismatic. Like we was like, yo, we gotta be roommates. And so that's when all four of us, local guys, we, we mm-hmm. chose to room with each other. And it was, it was incredible, man. Like, so I, I cut hair, I have a history of cutting hair and I got the barbershop right on campus, the right cut. And Eric was a local kid from Abnell, New Jersey. And so he would have all his boys come to the dorm. I would have my friends from Neptune, New Jersey come <laughs> up, my cousins. And we'll have the dorm every, every Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Like our dorm, 210 Silvers was like the place to be. <laughs> so, and then my wife, she'll, she'll be there cooking up for, for all the boys. It was, it was amazing. It was, and then to expand on that, yeah, it was, it was always funny because you come home from a workout or you come home from class, and Tim was always cutting somebody's hair, somebody on the couch. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, as I look back on it now, it was, it was, it was inspiring. He right. was getting his hustle on at 18, 19 years old, you know, <laughs> starting off in a little storage closet in two cents silvers that grew into what he has now, the right cut. So yes. it was, you know, inspiring to see what he was able to do back then into what it's led into now. Yep, like it'll be cow, it'll be random kids from all across campus. Random classes. And these kids coming from all around the world to Rutgers, and it's like <laughs> Eric will walk in, they'll be on the couch waiting for the cut, like <laughs> like who is that? Like, who right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great times though. Great times. Rutgers best, uh-huh. all that stuff, man. Crazy times. Yep. 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 A little serious. So uh you both got injured uh, in 2010. Yeah. Uh, what was that time like for you? And, and I mean, uh, uh, and how has that injury uh, impacted you today? Of course, Tim, different than Eric, but, um, you know, if you have some thoughts on that, I mean, it's kind of heavy. It is. Yeah, you can leave with that, E. I mean. Yeah, for sure. I'll- I actually remember when you got injured, Tim, you know, right there in the practice turf when your knee went down and everything. And I remember you said it's towards ACL. And I'm like, damn, this was supposed to be Tim's breakout year. You know, we were relying on him a lot. This yep. was going to be Tim's season. And he went down. And I was just like, dang, you remember? It's all the hard work that we have put in to get to this position to where it's our opportunity to actually go out there and shine. And then, unfortunately, you see that happen. And then you fast forward two months later, and my life got flipped and turned all upside down to, you know, not even knowing where, if I was going to be able to live anymore and breathe on my own and things of that nature. So the the lessons I think that we learned, obviously, were the what we were taught at Rutgers and how we trained and how to battle back. Obviously, Tim's situation a little bit different, but he was able to battle back and come back and you see the career that he had and even make it into the NFL. Mine was just to be able to battle back just to get back to living a life where, you know, I can be – on my own and being able to be the best that I can be. So the lessons that we learned at Rutgers, you know, all the hard work and adversity that we went through, we kind of shifted that in our injuries to battle back to living a life where we're just mm-hmm. happy being able to do what we can do. Yeah, correct, man. I mean, you know, when I went down, it definitely, like Eric said, was devastating. And, um, you know, I, I cried for one day after that injury and I knew that I had a mission and I had a purpose and I had to lead by example because I led all the way up to that point and that was going to be my breakout season. And then I had to just transition and get myself back on the field. 
and and just lead in a classroom, lead outside the outside off the off the gridiron, and you know just all of those aspects. I was able to put it all together and be a leader. And um, man, two months later, playing up at the at the the Giant Stadium, and when Eric went down, it was just devastating. Like pin drop, everybody in the crowd. It was like one of the most realest things to witness ever in football. And um, and especially because that was my brother, my roommate, and right. and it was like, man, the stories we were hearing driving back after the game. Although we came back and won that game, it was just like, it wasn't even about the game. It was about right. Eric, my brother, you know. And I remember that next that meeting that next day, guys were literally about to throw in the towel. Like leaders of our team about to throw in the towel because of what they witnessed and and our brother that was in this situation, it was just hard to swallow. And so, man, months later, um, he, he, you know, got in a stable position and the team rallying up and visiting him and, and him just pouring that inspiration back in us. It was reciprocal. And we were, you know, literally, man, when you came out that West Virginia game, it was like, bro, wow. incredible. Wow. Incredible, yeah, man. Just, and, just and, expand and, on that just a little bit more. I remember those conversations just – so many people, like you said, some ready to throw in the towel, and I just had to tell everybody, this happened for a reason, man. Now I'm supposed to do bigger and better things than just a game of football. Go out there and live your dream and play to your best. Don't be afraid to go out there and play football because it's happening. Because if you do, you know, the injury can be just like mine. Mm-hmm. So I remember having those conversations and hearing about that meeting the next day. And that's why I always say the people that were around me in that situation – especially in the beginning, had it a lot worse than I did because I don't remember so much because I was so highly medicated. But it was my brothers like Tim, my roommates, my teammates, my family. They had it the worst in those first few weeks because they knew everything that was going on. Yes, yeah, that's true, bro. Man, but but to literally, man, bring it full circle 10 years later to where we are today, man, it's incredible. I mean, literally a role model, believe, all the things that that Eric stands for and that Rutgers stands for and that that brotherhood in New Jersey in general, man. It's like the story is still being written for sure. Oh, it is. You know, you you both said something um, interesting. That game, uh, Eric, I I took my wife to her her first uh, Rutgers football game. And and I wanted – because she's not a football fan, so we went to that game at the Meadowlands – and I decided, because she's coming with me, to get seats in the first row. So I, I, I went for the box to be close to the field, to the team, and, you know, to experience all that. So uh, emotional for me, too, beyond. Uh, and, and then you both said something that I've sat here for the last almost two years learning so much about Rutgers that I didn't know, learning about there's a certain spirit you know, we are a very special place, and that's what I, I keep on learning with special people. Uh, and and um, and what I've learned too is we 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 uh, Rutgers doesn't toot its own horn enough because we are so good. And look, you know, I'm pointing to you both. Look what Rutgers produced. You know, this exceptional quality, and and part of that, you know, it's in our blood. This this Rutgers thing. A lot of people don't understand that. Uh, and I could talk for a long time, but I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to save you guys. I'm not going to talk about that, but what I learned. But now that you're 
you know, obviously the playing days are behind you. Um, bring us up to date. What are you guys uh, doing today? Well, I got a few, you know, a few things have been going on. You know, my 10-year anniversary is this year. And, you know, my foundation was trying to raise money to continue to find cures for uh, cure for paralysis. You know, and to, we our motto is today's care, tomorrow's cure. And take care and educate the people that are going through some sort of paralysis. You know, different other projects that I'm working on with the community, with my Ferbetto, my coffee. But a cool project that Tim and I are coming together with are these dome headphones. And wow. when he approached me about this, I'm like, you know what? I'm down with this. This is just a very unique, really cool opportunity yep. for Tim to reach out to me even to want to be a part of it. Correct. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, myself, um, I was able to bring home that hardware when the Super Bowl and I was able to use that as an instrument to impact lives in a way that was aside from who I am as a person. You know, what that does is from a Super Bowl standpoint, it gravitates people. And when you are able to uh, take that in and then push that back out in a positive way, that's where you can really influence lives. So I was able to come back on campus and open up the right cut, which is we just celebrated our fourth year on campus. We've had over 30,000 services rendered. Wow. And over 10,000 people have gotten haircut wow. in our facility, which is a blessing. Not um, me. Uh, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Yeah. Hey, some people have called me uh, that guy from Back to the Future. Got the eye star. Yeah, the eye star look coming up, boy. I'm about to get you for the eye <laughs> yes, and, um, and and since then, I transitioned in 2018 from, from playing football, and I went into my other passion, which is entrepreneurship, and I was blessed. Uh, it's a crazy backstory, but the transition from Tanya Payton and the introduction with Calvin, I was introduced to also Ben White, who is now my partner with Dome Audio Inc., and I got a little preview here. I'm going to show you what Eric was just speaking about this year is the charging case of the dome headphones and it's a branding keepsake so literally you're able to charge it up keep it on your dresser keep it on your desk at work and when you open it up you're able to place your headphones these are the prototypes just to give you an idea these headphones will then charge up once you place it in the case this dome logo will light up to show you how charged it is and this you're looking at is the world's first surround sound bone conduction headphone so when you put the headphones on, you literally can hear your music and surround sound fidelity while hearing the world around you. And then when you want to block out the noise, what we have here is called headphone real estate. And what this is, this surface allows us to collaborate with any brand and any celebrity around the world. So what Eric's believe that he's wearing right now, the Believe 52, we're able to put that directly on this cover and this cover serves as a noise cancellation to block out the noise of the world around you while amplifying the sound that you're listening to. So over the course of the next several years, we're gonna have a disruptive, disruptive journey in the headphone space and the ability to bring brands and celebrities so much more of a, a tech fashion element that uh, has never been seen in the industry. So we're very excited about that. We also might as well throw it in there. We just got the license for the Block R logo. So now we're bringing it home, bringing it to campus with the Block R. As you see, 
with Calvin's hat and his banner behind you and Eric's jersey behind you. Mm-hmm. We're bringing that directly to Rutgers, and we're going to make a, a, a nice, uh, you know, close-knit impact and then use that blueprint to spread it around the world. So it's going to be some great things happening in the month of October, for sure. Great. great. Yep. And, and, and I've kind of had some firsthand experience with Dumb Audio, which, of course, blew me away. But that's a long story. Yeah. No, I, I, if I could expand on that, Calvin. Yes. yes. When Tim came by and he put that on my head and being able to hear the music through my bone and that he was explaining it to me, but hear the conversations going on around me. Right. And then when he put the cover on, right. it was like the complete bombs around. So I was like, oh, ho, ho, ho. This, this right here, this right here is a life changer when it comes to the headphone space in a way. People listen to music. Mm-hmm. It's just totally something totally different. And it is. I'm glad I'm thankful to be a part of it with my brother. It is. It is. Yeah, man. Thank you, Eric. It's an honor, man, for sure. Uh, Eric, uh, a couple of words about the foundation that you, you began. Yeah, so Team LeGrand and the Christopher Data Reed Foundation were closing in on raising $2 million for spinal cord injury research. I, wow. The way that I, I've, I worked with my foundation is as I started to go through the spinal cord injury world, I realized that. Injuries, they don't discriminate. It happens to anybody at any given moment, you know, being in the wrong place at the wrong time, unfortunately. But it doesn't matter what, you know, gender you are, your religious background, your nationality. It can happen to anybody. And you hear some, some sad stories and depressing stories. I say, you know what, with my foundation, I want to step out of my comfort zone and hold events that we can raise money to bring all people mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. So I started with my... 5K a Walk to Believe, which we just had our 10th annual one this year virtually. We have a flag football tournament because obviously football is near and dear to my heart. But we really still, when I say step out of my comfort zone, we had our second annual Zumba event this year. I didn't know a thing about Zumba, but I had the Zumba event, CKO kickboxing, yoga, just bringing the community together to raise awareness for spinal cord injuries and raise money for the cure that I know is going to come one day so I can go back to MetLife Stadium, lay down on that 25-yard line. Wow. And walk off that field, and then we're going to continue to keep on pushing. Just, you know, it's it's just amazing what Mm -hmm. you're doing, truly. You know, it's it's amazing. It's so gratified, and, and, you know, you're part of the Rutgers family, so there's this great sense of pride that we all have in you, Eric. You know, Um, truly. Rutgers is my family. Rutgers is my family, being able to have the events that I have with Ron Garudi and Jason Newcomb with, from New Worlds Financial as we get people together just for a little cocktail on raffle items. You know, it's just truly, truly incredible to see how the workers community has rallied around me over these 10 years yeah. and supporting me and believing me. Whenever, whenever I need something, I give them a call. They're there for me. And yeah. I've met so many great people along the way. We are special. Uh, changing directions a little bit, there, there can be no... Um, he's Tim smiling there. I think he knows where I'm going. There can be no uh, discussion, and it's changing directions a little bit. There can be no dis- uh, uh, discussion uh, without talking about this. So, you guys excited um, on the return of Greg Schiano for football? Man, <laughs> he he belongs here. He belongs home. There's no question about it. And I think, you know, we we go through life and things happen. They happen for a reason. Um, you know, Rutgers were 
was was climbing up the, the ranks when me and Eric was playing there. And, and you know, he had another few years after Eric went down to continue that. And, and I played through that. And then he went on to Tampa where we reconnected and he brought me down and I was able to play there. And Eric also signed a, a contract there and retired to Jersey, which was awesome. And, um, you know, it, it's just it's just incredible that throughout his short time after the, the his transition from Tampa Bay and then going to Ohio State and then, you know, the short stint that he had in New England, and now he's back. The state of New Jersey is is lighting up. Like, we can't wait for kickoff because it's that exciting. It's that exciting. And he was able to regalvanize the, the original crew, um, you know, bring bring ex-players back that were playing at that time. Now is on the staff, so the staff is younger. Um, and the staff has is, is been through that program, been through the things, the foundation that he laid. So it's incredible. It's incredible to, for, you know, to witness it. And we, we literally about to just get started. <laughs> it really it is. It's so cool to see. And obviously you guys know my relationship with Coach. He, um, he was always a man of his word. Back when we were recruits, he used to say, men keep their word. When we got to Rutgers, men keep their word. They stick with their word. And when I got injured... He always used to tell us he treats all his players like they're his kids. Yes. And there was no better example of that when he was up in my room at you know, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning during that, the rest of that season, making sure my mom and my family could go back to the hotel, get sleep, and stay with me because I didn't want to be alone in the strange place with all these people. Yeah. You know, and then after everything that he's done, my signing me to the contract, that time, I mentioned that with the pioneer. Right. Right. So, you know, supporting my foundation, being there for me, and just having my back through the whole process, I said the kids that are at Rutgers right now, these football players, they deserve to have a man like him in their life. It's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be fun. But I bet you those men turn out to be great individuals, whether they make it into the professional football or in life in general, after going through three, four, five years of a great Shiano-led program. Yeah. The numbers stick out there. They're just and the way that he's bringing our, our teammates back to him, Mm-hmm. It's cool to see and helping them in their careers and develop them. Yes. It's just way back when he when he created that word, our family. There's no better example from what he's doing right now. No, no, question. no question. I always said, uh, as a, a spectator and a lover of records and watching uh, all this. Uh, um, by the way, uh, every two months religiously, I watch the Louisville game, 2006. No, I mean, I know the whole game backwards and forwards. Uh, and, and I marvel uh, at Coach Ciano and what he did and, and molding. And, you know, it's not easy reversing the streams of water. You know, the Ohio States and, and the Michigans and the Notre Dames. Uh, but he, he did that. And, 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 and what he put into these um, – I always said somebody should write like an essay about, about Rutgers football, Ciano. Mm-hmm. And what he did and what he's going to do. By the way, I have, a, I have a saying. I might as well say it on air. I have a this this gut feeling, and usually I'm right. Uh, I, I have a feeling that there's a lot of teams out there that are really worried about where we're going to be. This is what you guys just said. What we're going to be. We're now seeing it in basketball. Um, right. You know, thirteenth, ranked thirteenth preseason in the country, mm-hmm. and we're going to see that. Uh, under Coach Ciano. So, I, 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 hey, I'm, I'm right with you guys. Um, you know, you both were, you know, top players uh, in New Jersey 
um, uh, and you came out of high school, what would it uh, what would it mean to start keeping these players, these great players here in New Jersey? Yeah, we got um, we tell, we got talent in this in this in this state. It's a it's been spread all throughout the throughout the nation. You know, through to the Ohio states, the Michigans, the Floridas, you know, even all the way to the West Coast, the USC. Yeah. But Coach Giano, though, shares his vision and keeps on proving the product. You know, it may take, you know, a little bit of time, but not too much time, believe me. Under time. Coach Giano, ain't going to take too much time because of what he demands from his players. Right. But um, you start getting these top guys to stay home and seeing the vision, you'll see where you end up. And everyone wants to end up in the NFL. That's the goal. That's the dream. Yeah. And a lot of them will. Yeah, but just see also the men that start turning out of here, what they're doing, and turning into entrepreneurs themselves, or becoming leaders of different businesses and other companies that they work for. But the biggest thing, the, the talent that is here, watch how good Rutgers football will be when he starts getting the first, the number one player, the number two player, the number seven player, the number ten player, number fifteen player, number twenty player in the state. It's gonna be special. Gonna be special, man. Yeah. Me and Eric, we we were just microcosms of of what the New Jersey talent and pipeline can do and we had in that New York New Jersey game we had about what seven or eight of us that was committed like <laughs> top in the state that was committed to Rutgers and we started you know we pretty much felt like our class started that that rebirth of like players coming staying home galvanizing exactly. together and kicking it off and you've seen what we did I mean I believe my rookie year which was like literally our class and our product we had the most players in the NFL from Rutgers that year yeah. Out of every school. Yeah. I remember seeing that list, Ted. We, we, had, we had the, uh, what we had, Rutgers North and Rutgers South. We had yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> and we had the Tampa Bay Bucks, and we literally had about 20, 20 plus guys in that picture. Wow. It was, it was, it was I'll insane. never forget that picture. Tim, it was insane. It was when you insane. guys did the joint practice, the Buccaneers and New England. I was like, dang. Yeah. Look at all my brothers out there representing right now, exactly. man. <laughs> Exactly. And a good share of that was, was New Jersey players. So to Eric's point, and we keep, we keep our guys home and coach is going to, you know, do what he do genuinely by, by leading the guys and, and bringing that team together with that vision and that program. And, and believe me, them recruits are going to realize you don't got to go no further than outside the Jersey lines to, to get what you want for sure. What is, watch this question. Just Coming, going away from football a little bit, but uh, outside of football, what is your craziest memory uh, from your time at Rutgers? What what you can say, I guess, legally, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, you want to go first, Eddie? <laughs> no, um, I'll I don't know if you ever want to remember because they don't do this anymore. Rutgers fest. Oh man, let's just say. Rutgers Fest was a day where the whole campus would just throw like this big party with concerts and everything all through all the campuses, you know, all, you know, Cook, Doug Douglas, yep. Livingston, Alajav, Bush, and it was just everywhere those activities going on for a Rutgers Fest. And let's just say people that did not go to Rutgers loved to come to Rutgers Fest. It turned into a New Jersey Fest. And if you would see the buses to get from this campus to that campus that day, it would absolutely blow your mind. And that's probably the craziest things I would ever see happen on Rutgers Fest all around campus by no, far. 
That, I got to piggyback on that one, E. That that probably was definitely the craziest like <laughs> experiences at Rutgers. And we looked forward to it. Like literally, it was right in what like April, pretty much April, right at the end of the semester, spring semester. And we used to be working out. And that week leading up to it, you just started mapping out everything you're gonna do that weekend. Like all your friends from hometowns coming up. We all gonna bunk out in the dorms or at whatever you know house we was living in at that time, man. And just have a ball. That's that's what you do it for. You work hard. You you know you excel in the classroom, and, and you you you're, you're a good citizen. Why not have fun? So, uh, Eric, I can say, man, although Rutgers Fest kind of got eliminated, Dome <laughs> Fest. We gonna come back with Dome Fest, bro, and we gonna uh-huh. make some noise with it. I'm telling you, because we, we gonna, gonna come back with music, it, and and the music is key to, to everyone's soul. Music yeah. connects us all, man. So we're going to do it through Thome, and we're going to have them covers rocking. <laughs> it's going to be exciting, bro. <laughs> I can't wait, man. You know? and it's going to be more just like that experience we had back in the day, man. Yeah, exactly. You know, you just said something really interesting, uh, both you and Eric, uh, you know, about music. Uh, and this is, this is off topic, but relevant. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm involved with the Women's Health Institute at Rutgers Robert Johnson Medical School. And I, I think you know the story. It's a long story, but uh, I got involved because I had a Rutgers hat on. And the director of the Women's Health Institute came over to me at the Garden State Film Festival and asked me, uh, excuse me, are you a Rutgers professor? This was years ago. And I said, I, I wish I was. I dream of that. She gave me a card. I gave her mine. And a week later, she called me. She's Dr. Gloria Bachman. She's the head of the Women's Health Institute. And she invited me to come to a lecture at the medical school because I was a journalist and, and I went and then another uh, lecture to go to at the, at the hospital and, and then a luncheon. And, and then she said, would you like to be on the advisory committee uh, of the women's health Institute? And, and to be perfectly honest with you guys, you know, we're brothers here. Um, I don't know a lot about women's health. Um, <laughs> it is what it is, but that led to this great uh, inspiration for me and my getting involved as a journalist and somebody caring. and But anyway, yesterday, uh, I, I attend these virtual now uh, lunchtime meetings at the Women's Health Institute, and they have a whole new thing they are researching. And file this away, because they are researching music and the power of music to heal. Wow. Major stuff. Uh, and two weeks ago, they had a psychiatrist um, uh, a psychiatrist who works for the VA and she treats Vietnam vets by playing violin. Mm-hmm. And, and they had yesterday a violinist and a professor at Rutgers who also is exploring uh, music and healing. And so there's a perfect relationship between Dome. Yes. Yeah, no, it's like you said, so it's something you guys to think about, and we'll talk about this off air and down the road a little bit. So, um, and, and because of this was serious, uh, I got to get unserious. Um, so here goes. And, and I, you know, it's funny, I wasn't even aware, but I'm aware. But uh, I realized that, uh, you know, Eric doesn't have his locks anymore. And, and Tim cut it off. And so how was that experience, Eric? Oh, man, so... I had my locks for 11 years. They grew long. They were they were crazy. I loved them, yeah. you know. But after you know, be sitting in my wheelchair, they would always get caught in my chair. Mm. Go to bed at night, sleeping on my on my on my back. 
them getting t- messed up at the top of the headboard. It just became an inconvenience for me. Even I love my dreadlocks, but I said, you know what? The only person that's right for this to cut up the office, Tim Wright, my, my, at his barbershop. That's great. And I remember I called him up and I told him the idea. Yep. He was like, hey, you let me know when you're ready. It'll be an honor to do it. <laughs> I, uh, July 17th, 2008, uh, 2018. Yep. Went over to Tim's shop. Um, and I remember sitting outside and we got the Rutgers community behind it. Even News 12 News came out. Yeah. Wow. News 12 News. Wow. And wow. They cut my hand. I, I, I'm not going to lie, when, I, when he first cut the ball off, I was looking crazy. <laughs> I was looking crazy when I first cut them off, but then they went inside and they took care of me and I I got the right cut and I was got the right cut, bro. Once you get right, you can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. No question. Now that was an honor, man. That was very, very exciting times for sure. Thank you, man. Let's we're gonna wind down because you know what? We could talk for for hours. Eric, I know you've got a You've got a, an appointment to scoot. So just the last wonderful question. Uh, over the next few years, um, do you guys have any specific goals? And uh, what would you like to see come into existence to happen? Um, yeah, I think I think I can speak to this. And, I mean, the, the journey that I've been on with Dome Audio and now knowing what we can bring to campus um, that's in a different lane than just – than just sports. I mean, it's even in a different lane of just being an entrepreneur because sometimes people, you know, launch companies and it doesn't really resonate with people the way that Dome will resonate with the community of Rutgers and, and everyone will touch around the world. So I think with this with this journey and this disruptive technology, um, it's going to be some very exciting things that's going to happen. And I'm just, you know, happy to have you guys on board and, as supporters and of course, man, the way we all connected to that block R, you guys would be able to lock in with that. And then obviously having Eric's campaign with the Believe and, and all the different looks will roll out with his with his camp. And it's going to be awesome. So I'm excited with that. And also the right cut, just bringing that, keeping that as that staple on campus in a, in a common place where people can just continue to network, meet each other, talk about different concepts and, and be that cornerstone at Rutgers. So I'm excited about those things. All right. Same here with me, Calvin. You may not know, but Tim knows. I'm actually working on opening up my own coffee shop and getting into that coffee game. Wow! And and spreading my app, spreading my my joy and happiness, and our thing is coffee comfort satisfaction throughout the entire world. You know, but you know, my thing is, you know, next few years, I love seeing collaborations like I'm doing with Tim. Yeah. People that we that we that you know that you've worked with or grew up with, or grinded with, being able to collaborate on campaigns that you truly both believe in and trying to help the community bring them some a product that they will thoroughly enjoy and be genuine with it. That's what I'm looking to see in collaborative. That's keep up with Dome, you know, and expanding through that. Or that's with my coffee shop, bringing my, my, my every morning that you drink your coffee or every afternoon when you need that, pick me up. Yeah. Just give me a wow. Fabulous. Doing that today, so. Those are the goals of mine. Great stuff. Great stuff. I mean, coffee, uh, music. Hey, I mean, you got a lot of stuff covered there, guys. Coffee, music, and haircuts. Records. <laughs> ah, everyone needs that. Everybody everyone needs coffee, music, and haircuts. <laughs> so, this has been, it's been wonderful. 
truly wonderful. And you, you know what? Conversations with Calvin Weeder species, guys, we can do whatever we want, whenever we want, because it's a channel I, I created and it's built, it's built with the love and the passion of Rutgers. So whenever you're ready, Eric, we can talk about the coffee shop. And, uh, we can do anything. Yes. I'm here for you guys because we're a family, you know. And that well, was we'll be able to do that real soon. You'll yep. be coming in the next few months or so. So well, I'll perfect, perfect, perfect. So uh, I'm gonna uh, officially uh, stop this 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 wonderful time that I spent with you guys. It's precious. It'll be up with conversation with Calvin. We the species, and and I can't thank you enough, both of you for the time and for the passion and, and for your love of Rutgers, because we all have Rutgers. So thank you guys. Hey, thank you, Calvin. Okay. Thank you. Calvin. All right. Be well. <laughs>